now. It's the bachelor lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, bros. Prom back to Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the bachelor. Welcome back. You are listening to the Bachelor Lifestyle, courtesy of theballerlifestyle.com. Let me ask you a question. Do you like shrimp? Do you want some shrimp? Anybody here interested in having some shrimp? I got shrimp. I'm really good at making shrimp. What do you guys think about shrimp? Anybody up for some shrimp? How are we doing on shrimp? We're talking about Clayton's season of the Bachelor. It's in full swing. We're getting into it. We're starting to weed out people. There's beefs, there's villains, everything that happens on every single season, identically as it's happened on every season before this. We're going to talk about it right now. Of course, my name is Brian Beckner, and I am joined, as always, by Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Yeah, buddy. Hello there. This, this is a double episode catch-up because we missed a week because we were I was out of pocket, but we're back. So yeah, we got, say- we're going to talk about episodes three and four. I'd, I'd say in general, you know, we've been uh, kind of hit or miss with this, you know, and we yeah we get a lot of feedback like when are you guys coming back? When are you, when are you doing this? And um, you know, all I'm gonna say is that I think for the last half of the season here, we're gonna be steady and we're gonna be consistent. We're steady gonna deliver content. Yep. Um, now, I will say this: as I'm listening to the intro music there, um, and only a real real a podcast insider would know uh, the deception that I'm playing here. But as I'm listening to the intro music, yeah. I did notice that our uh, part of the lyrics there mentioned Chris Harrison. Um, and that's that kind true. of dates us. I yeah, that's that true. We, maybe we got to send it back to the, uh, to the mixing board, to our guy who does our intro and, and just dub in Jesse Palmer. Are you, are you, you're talking about Brad in New York who Brad made New York that does song. a great job. Great yeah, job with our, our theme. He does a fantastic job. Maybe I just dub over it. I just re-record it and I'll just say Jesse Palmer. Jesse, like, yes. But it's got, you, you have to do it to where to it doesn't beat. break stride. It's got no. Chris Harrison is what is that's four syllables. So you got to make Jesse Palmer. That's four syllables. Here's Anyways, the problem. Yeah, Here's the problem. Four. That song, it, he says, um, it's the bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison crying in the limo home. How <laughs> embarrassing. It's kind of like tough to improve on that. That's such a good rhyme. It is. We may just have to leave it as homage well, to the original host. And I think, I think this is an appropriate analogy. I think it's, it's appropriate and it's in how equal it is in gravity and magnitude. But, you know, when the Sopranos for their first couple of seasons had the twin towers in their intro. Right. And then after nine 11, they took the twin towers out of their intro. Yeah. It's kind of like, kind of like what this is. I mean, it's really similar. Yes. It's basically the same thing. I hadn't, th- I hadn't thought of it that way. Maybe we do need to adjust because it is such a cultural touchstone, the Chris Harrison firing. Exactly right. Um, and and by the and this is a side note. I couldn't even get through it, but uh, Rachel, our uh, yeah, that's what I meant. What? No, Rachel Lindsay. Oh, Rachel Lindsay. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, she did a a podcast. She's pushing her book right now. Her memoirs. She did a podcast with Jamel Hill, and I didn't listen to it, but it's positioned to where I've left the Bachelor Nation behind mm-hmm. because of how racist it is. And it's just like I, I, all this stuff is just so exhausting. It's, a lot. it's just exhausting. It's Let's a lot. take things for what they are here. We wish this her is, well. This is a really um, addicting TV show that – is has such a, a an addictive formula and is so entertaining, but it's that's all it is. That's all this is. It, it and it's it's largely catered to white housewives in the yeah. Midwest. It's a game and show. 
and it it's just it's it's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. So. It's a game show. <sighs> Anyways, yes. The plant of this season. Do you have Chimay, you, have you recognize course, the actor? Yeah, yeah. 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 So every, every season there's a plant. That lately they've been going with the the, the um, multiple villains, but it seems like we've got a. A, a, a decent run out of this villain, Shanae. It's like, um, you know, I was saying this before it was kind of cool to say it. And, you know, as you know, as people that listen to this podcast know, this podcast has been referred to as the great white in a sea of bachelor podcasts. I have heard that before. Be- because it has teeth to it. And as part of that teeth, I would say from the very, I mean, from the very beginning of this podcast, I'm convinced that they pay an actor to come yeah. on and stir shit up. Yeah. And Shanae isn't doing a very good job of acting. She's just stirring shit up for, for stirring shit up sake. Totally. It's pretty obvious. She's, she constantly says this is a competition and I'm going to win. And you know, that, that that's just not, not believable, but she has done a pretty good job of stirring drama up. Definitely. In fact, just kind of working backwards here, they I, I think this past uh, episode, which kind of picks up with the rose ceremony, um, I think uh, dumbass Clayton, uh, typical meathead, beefcake, whatever you want to go with, he is so overwhelmed by drama and stuff. I, I, I'm convinced that he want, just wanted to get rid of the two women that kept fighting. He, he sat there and watched them fight was overwhelmed. He can't articulate his feelings, so he's got to walk out of the room. I know he wanted just to get rid of both of these people. The problem was one of them is the actor, and they got to keep yeah. the drama in. So he only let go of one, which which I feel bad for the one that was let go because she got a really shitty edit. She did. And- Liz, Elizabeth. Yeah. But uh, but that that's the nature of the show. There's got to be casualties uh, when, when drama stirred, was, was um, Liz a little vintage? What's, what's she listed as? Yeah. I, there's, there are, uh, cast members in this season that are very liberal with their age. Yes. Um, I mean, it happens every season, of course. Yeah. Um, and, and Liz probably a good five to eight years. Yeah. Uh, she's, older cl- than- she's claiming 32. Yeah, and that's fine. But and yeah. she's a very attractive forty-year-old. But yeah, she wasn't not, bad looking at all. Thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah, not definitely 32. not. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've missed we we missed a couple of the episodes here, and we're definitely not going to go over the full six hours of programming. But I will say this, just in general, um, like Clayton has kind of lived up to exactly what we thought he was going to be. Mediocre white man, so boring, so dull. A uh, really sweet dude. Nice guy, tall. And really has nothing to say other than the typical cliches that you're supposed to utter on the show. Um, a likable guy, but there's no, you know, there isn't a whole lot of, I don't know, edge to this guy None. at all. Um, so all the drama needs to take place in the house with the ladies. And there's been plenty of infighting. Um, I have questions about his hair. He's um he really like keeps it real floofy in the front. He's got it. He's got kind of a fade on the rest of his head. He's got it faded up from the back, but in the front, it's a big fluffy piece. Do you think he's trying to hide some power alleys there? That, that there's re- <laughs> recession coming in on either side. He's starting to get an island, and he's covering it up with that hairstyle. As a guy who has has had the power alleys to uh, try to negotiate same in my, in my elder uh, years here. I think, yeah, I, I think it, you can see it like when the wind picks up or, or something and you can definitely see the power alleys. But I, I guess the good thing for him is that he's really got a lot of hair on the top to kind yeah. of cover that up. That's good. Part. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Lucky for him. But like, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, if we go back to, just the the incident that everybody is talking about, and just to kind of set things up here, um, the rivalry of the season is Shanae versus Elizabeth. Um, Elizabeth is just kind of the innocent bystander that the actor chose to pick on, um, and the incident that really has gained so much traction online and stuff is 
Elizabeth made shrimp for the house. She did. She did. And the way the shrimp, the, the shrimp uh, part of the episode is edited, she made shrimp and it looks good. It smells good. And Shanae, um, the villain, the paid actor, uh, took it upon herself to eat most of the shrimp. So it didn't leave a lot for the ladies. May, I had a major issue with this, Jason, as you can imagine. There's, I don't know how many are left. There's roughly 20 women in this house. Mm-hmm. She makes like one pound of shrimp. <laughs> like there's enough for like pretty much everybody except a couple people that have shellfish allergies to have one shrimp. Right. It's it's like one mixing bowl of shrimp. What is even uh, the point? There's not enough food to make food for everybody. Why make food at all? It's that they can't send somebody to the store. There wasn't multiple bags of frozen frozen shrimp there. What was happening there? And so then after after the villain gobbled up all the shrimp, then she herself wanted to make a batch for the house. And the incident in question is that she made a bunch for the house and took it out to the to the hot tub and ladies were just kind of dissing her. Like they didn't acknowledge her. They didn't like look, look her way. And it was all supposedly orchestrated by this Elizabeth, this poor gal. Totally. Um, And that, that incident on that one episode basically uh, bleeds over into this most recent episode and becomes the focal point. And to your, what you were referring to in the intro shrimp and eating shrimp and where was elizabeth when the shrimp was offered yeah all these ridiculous mundane uh shit i mean uh stories are told and that's what we're dealing with you know how if you say a word and it could be any word if you say it too many times in a row it starts to sound weird yeah Shrimp is now that for me. They said it so many times. I'm like, I never want to hear this word again. It was, and it was so made up. Of course, some producer was like, Hey, she's going to make the shrimp go in there and like take most of it. Like it's just, it's just like such an obvious ploy to start drama. It's so dumb. It, it angered me. So, so what you're saying is this isn't the first time in pop culture, this right. has been done. I mean, right. I th- Forrest Gump made the, the uh, repeated, reference to shrimp a thing right wasn't wasn't that the whole thing with his uh with his buddy on the boat and they were going to make a shrimp yes exactly shrimp yeah he was he was telling him all the different ways you could make shrimp right and that, that's basically what this was um yeah not uh not great i i will point this out a couple episodes back i think we got to get into it i know for a fact that the people that listen to this podcast uh would expect us to get into this um so we got to just get in they did a um a baywatch uh activity where there was a former baywatch uh cast member who pulled up on uh on what are atvs or whatever who was it and and what'd you think okay this is important it was nicole eggert who i would say much better known for her role on Charles in Charge. That's right. Than than her later appearance in the later seasons of Baywatch. Couple That's a thing, good point. Couple things going there, Jason. First of all, was Yasmine Bleeth not avail- available? Is she back in rehab? What's going on with her? I always think about when I when I see the the people that they end up getting for these shows. Yeah, I think about the people that passed on it. Y- yes, you know. Well, yeah. And, and do you think they reach out to Pamela Anderson? They probably do, just because she's she's really not doing much these days. So there's <laughs> there's that possibility. Or David Charvet, maybe Kelly Slater, of course the Hoff. But no, they end up they end up with Nicole Eggert. Here's the issue, and this is the issue with any quasi-celebrity they bring on the show. The girls start freaking out that it's Nicole Eggert. They don't know who Nicole Eggert is. She's from our childhood, Jason. We're much older than these people. They've never heard of this woman. They're faking it. They're pretending 
to know who Nicole Eggert is. It was a crazy display. And then they go through lifeguard training. Nicole Eggert is not a real lifeguard. No, no. She pretended um, to be one on television. She doesn't know anything about being a lifeguard. Well, it was it was crazy, the whole thing. It was a ridiculous activity. Um, and, you know, obviously Carmen Electra was booked. And, and Right. But I will say this. Even if you say that these women were told um, you – there's going to be a Baywatch activity, you know, while you're quarantining or whatever they do now, binge – Baywatch. Say they had just gotten done watching every yeah. episode of Baywatch yeah. and every episode that Nicole Eggert was in. There's no way in hell they could pick Nicole Eggert out. Well, when she when she pulled up on that ATV, I I couldn't tell who the hell it was. I mean, she's they, she's 50 years old, Jason. Right. They, yeah. But they they had to tell me who it was. Like yeah. the cast members we're told to tell the audience who it was because nobody could tell it was Nicole Eggert. Well, we don't, um, she was very hot when she was younger, but yes, she's 1970. Oh, she'd be 50 this year. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're almost 50. That's fine. Right. And, I mean, speak for yourself. Lesser. I'm much but younger. She looks nothing like Nicole Eggert. That's she, all yeah. Yes. She, um, um, she looks like um, Nicole. Egg noodles. <laughs> I was trying to think of a carb that rides with Eggert. She um, looks more like Nicole Egg Bagel. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Kelly McGillis watched this episode. Yeah. She's like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's Nicole Eggert? But, um, I mean, it's not. N- none of us look like we looked when we were 22, right? Uh, speak for yourself, yeah. my man. Uh, <laughs> you do. You hike a lot. That's true. Um, so, so the Baywatch, uh, activity, uh, your typical bachelor, um, um, insanity, just, just, uh, ridiculousness. So dumb. dumb. Every, every, Um, and, and there's one later, the football one too is stupid. These group dates where they make them into a competition. It's, you got to do away with that. Take them somewhere and get them drunk. That's what you want. That will bring enough drama. Yes. Uh, Gabby. Gabby won the Baywatch one. I'm not sure what to make of her. She's the one with the real like uh, smoky voice. So, um, so here's here's the issue for me. Cassidy's gone. We we glossed over that. She had a friend with benefits. Now we yeah we, yeah. Now we have the Shanae um, Elizabeth beef. Now Elizabeth's gone. He goes on he goes on the date with the pilot, and I'm like, oh, I remember her, the pilot. Jason, I don't know who any of these chicks are. None of them have had any screen time. There's been no storylines involving any other girls on this show. I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that's a lot of that's by design. Not that you don't know who they are, but a lot of a lot of this is like uh, the actual love story. Uh, is so boring and so the, boring. the subject is so boring that they do, they need to like, they need to offer all these distractions uh, to get you going in different directions. So um, yeah, you're right. The, the first drama chick Cassidy is out. Now it's Shanae and she's going to start disrupting things with other cast members next season or next episode. Cause she's paid to do so. Um, but just to kind of go over this last episode a little bit, um, it's so funny to watch this, uh, this meathead get overwhelmed at That's the great. sight of drama. Like he, he, he actually does something that not many subjects do on this show. And in fact, I think you and I have talked about it. Like, it's almost like the producers say it's illegal to bring the two people that accuse each other of stuff. It's illegal to bring them into the same room. They always have to listen to one and then listen to the other and then never know who's telling the truth. But they actually brought these two women into the same room and he just sat there and did nothing. He was completely um, just uh, speechless, literally. And he got up and he just left. Yeah, I was Um, surprised by that because they never do that. And then they were going to do it and then they didn't really do it. um, Jesse Palmer, after after all of the the major um, eruption between these two ladies at the – at the cocktail hour, 
Uh, Jesse Palmer uh, goes up to the rest of the women on the couch and says, hey, just want to let you know. Uh, and this is definitely a, a new term, like an overused new term. I, I will say that the millennial Gen Z um, uh, generation has kind of overdone uh, terms like uh, clarity, seeking clarity, um, unpacking. They, they love doing the unpacking. Um, they need to process. You process. Know, after they're done unpacking, they need to process. They need and to be then, seen. And then Jesse Palmer goes to another one here. Um, Clayton's just not in a good headspace oh, yeah. right now. Yeah. Headspace. Yes. I don't remember that one until just recently. Yeah, it's pretty it's new. A, it's a newer, yeah. Not in a good headspace. Yeah. So so we, we got to forego the cocktails and go right to the uh, the ceremony. Um, as I said before, Elizabeth gets the can. And this is always the entertaining part, right? These these women have known each other for three days. Um, and once she gets shit canned, she says, uh, I just feel like all my best friends in the world are being torn apart by Shanae. And all my best friends in the world are these women that she's known three days. Yeah. And there's exactly. just tears coming down. Like the worst thing that could possibly happen to someone I just met three days ago. And she refers to them as my best friends in the world. Um, Shanae actually said something here that uh, almost proves that she's an actress. Um, she said uh, in the little you know interview portion, I swear if Elizabeth gets a rose, I'm going to shove that rose up Clayton's ass so much so that it's coming out of his mouth. Yeah, she also <laughs> she. You can say that on broadcast television. She also referenced <laughs> shitty. She said that, she said that, um she said something about the shrimp wasn't that good. Yeah. She was, get- she was up shitting all night, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but this was really graphic for for bat for for you know a uh, broadcast television um Shoving the rose up his ass. This uh, this is a dating show that didn't mention sex until five years ago, and we're talking about <laughs> ass play and shitting. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> um. So, anyways, I a, a few forgettable women uh, leave, and uh, Jesse greets the girls at the uh, at the mansion the next day and says, "Hey, just want to let you know." Jesse Palmer says. <laughs> I hate to start this off with bad news, ladies, but uh, there won't be a date today. And then they're all gone. Oh, and then he says, in Los Angeles, he says, we are going on a worldwide jet setting no, this tour is to this fall is in love. Next stop, insane. Houston. Insane. What, Houston? It's not even a hub airport. I mean, it's a big city. <laughs> Jet setting worldwide. It's not like a vacation Houston. destination. Great city. But what? Oh, we, we love Houston. Don't get me oh, we, wrong. Oh, we but, love Houston. But I mean, Travis Rogers has told us there, there, there's a lot of just really unhealthy people in Houston. And there's a lot of people in Houston. I think it's like the most uh, traffic condensed place in the world or something. But it's like jet setting worldwide. Yes. And then the next fucking city out of his Houston. mouth is Houston. Yeah. Just Jesse Palmer's like, you're going to a world class city. And they're all thinking, oh, New York, <laughs> London, Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that was great. Yeah. Um, so of course, uh every time they go to a new state or a new city, they gotta throw out the cliches. They had one woman say, Everything's oh, no. bigger in Texas. Yeah. yeah, everything's bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're bouncing on beds in the new hotel room. Yeah. Of course, we gotta have that. Um some rando shows up at uh, Clayton's uh, hotel. This was a complete waste of time, non sequitur. Uh, some dude named Clarence. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, this guy like, he played college football with at Mizzou. He's like, man, hey, you're, you're in H-Town, man. You're in H-Town. And um, uh, I did notice that uh, Clayton did something funny here. He was, like, totally shocked that his, that his buddy just showed up at the door. And then at some point in in how shocked he was, he's like, I knew it was going to be yeah. you. Yeah. For, first, he said, I have friends who live here, so it feels like home to me. 
which is okay. And then he's like, then he's shocked and he knew that his buddy would be there. Well, who gave the producers the guy's address and phone number and contact information? Like they don't just randomly know who your friends are in town. They had to ask somebody. It's I'm assuming it was you. I mean, you just got to, you got to get your producer talking points straight. You're either shocked that he showed up or you knew it was going to be him. Right. Right. They can't be simultaneous. It's great. So, um, at some point, the date card comes out for the uh, for the date, and a woman says, "I I literally have goosebumps." Yep. That's I mean that's not like a real s- severe use of the word literally. That's there's much worse, but it's, oh, it's great. pretty bad. Yeah. Um, some uh, rando named Rachel gets a one on one, and she's so she's the pilot. The pilot. That, uh, yep. We're not very familiar with. She's one of the four I know. And and this is kind of the weird one. I had to go to Stevie Carbone, uh, Reality Steve, on this oh, you, one because you had to get clarification from our friend Reality. Yeah, she, they uh, they go horseback riding, and then they just like walk into like these backyard of some some uh, stranger's ranch, and then there are just like local homies doing a barbecue. Like, yeah, and they yeah. they had zero relation to them, and yeah. and the show didn't even like have. Clayton, tell us who they were. They were just like random people that they yeah. uh, walked up to horseback riding and they were doing a barbecue and they just sat down and started cooking and eating with them. Yeah, it was odd, especially for The Bachelor that expects you to know who just completely random individuals. Yeah. They're like, hey, we have the ninth lead from the new <laughs> Top Gun that's not even out yet. And everybody's right. like, oh, my God, it's Dave Morris. And you're like, what? Who? But then they go, then they happen upon these guys must be, you know, have like a local, you know, restaurant. Yes. Smoke meats. And they can't say, hey, look, it's Ted and Jake from uh, the smokery. You know, they just they just had them there making food and they acted like they showed up in someone's backyard. It was really odd. (laughs) It's almost like. Yeah, that's what Steve had said, that these people were were uh, had owned a barbecue restaurant of course well they never said the name of the restaurant and they never really qualified they were just i'm thinking maybe the deal fell through or something where they were going to have the plug and they were going to be at the restaurant and then something fell through or something i don't know so but uh, and and for a show that's always so concerned about presentation and how beautiful people are they got some real down home, uh, real looking people yeah. <laughs> who ran this barbecue. Yeah, uh, some some real some real locals. Yep. Totally. Uh, so at this point, the group date is announced, um, and Shanae's one of the one of the girls that 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 is named, and he says, "Meet me at the stadium." Yeah, this okay. is great. This is great. But before that that happens, right? The uh, meet me at the stadium is a group date. That means that one one gal's name isn't mentioned. That means she's the one on one at the end of the date. You don't want your uh, name said. Don't want your name said. And then you have to have a couple of, of the ladies say, you know, I really need that one on one time. I hope my my name isn't said. Um, but then they go back to the date with Rachel. They've left the random people's barbecue and they're going out to eat again. And, um, you know, real boring stuff and they're making out. What's better on a date than stuffing your face and ending (laughs) up with the meat sweats? Like, isn't (laughs) like, look, you were a contestant on blind date, best contestant the show ever had. You, you, it's well known that you want to kind of eat light, you know, keep your, keep your energy. You don't want, you don't want too much of your body working on digesting a large meal, you know, have a salad, maybe a little protein. These these people were mowing like giant Flintstones size ribs. <laughs> and then they, you know, get a little spritz, throw on a little deodorant, splash the face, and they're headed to dinner. Yeah, we're going to dinner. Um, and so after the dinner and very boring conversation, Rachel is a real sweet person and she's good looking, but she's there's not a whole lot going on there of any interest in um so of course they walk from their their dinner into an area where a Caucasian uh, country, not country band, is there. To I think you're talking them. about Restless Road. And so I, I'm not familiar with the genre much. Is Restless Road a no name idea. with traction in that no, genre? I have, I have no idea. Okay, 
I, I love the alliteration, first of all, yes, restless great. road. Yeah. Um, but three three really young white dudes. So, you know, to me, I think this is a great sign that the show has just stopped trying. Yeah. It's it's gotten to the point where they need those three uh country, not country, Caucasian singers singing to two white people uh to get that audience back that they lost last year. Um, but t- same old stuff, right? She, the, uh, Rachel had to tell us who it was because nobody's just going to know who they are. Um, so restless road serenades them. It's pretty boring after that. Um, now here's the scene that if you weren't convinced that Shanae was a, was an actress, this is, this is the scene that kind of seals it. They, they're back at the house and you have a uh, three or four ladies like, conspiring against Shanae. You know, Shanae's still here. We got to get her out. We got to let uh, Clayton know what she's all about. And she's not here for the right reasons. Yeah. Never a good so idea. I, Never a so good idea. As they're talking, they have a camera in Shanae's yeah. bedroom where she's supposedly taking a nap. She's sleeping um, and some guy in cargo shorts and new, <laughs> new balance with with headphones on yeah. and a backwards New York Yankees hat <laughs> is standing there with a camera wa- watching her sleep. Who yeah. would have a problem with that? What's weird about that? Just very natural. Yes. So she just happens to uh, get up from her nap because she hears through the wall these women gossiping about her. They have her put her ear to the wall. Like, no one does this in real life. You only see this in movies and TV shows. That's how yes. scripted this is. They have her put her ear to the wall to listen to the rest of this gossip. Was there um, not a glass? Was there not a water <laughs> glass? Which is something right. you learned on every sitcom yeah. in the 1970s and 80s. It does nothing, by the way. You do, it does not. It's just, just as easy to put your ear against the wall and try to yeah. hear something. The only thing missing was she she didn't uh, put her eye through the keyhole. She didn't look exactly. through the yes. keyhole yes. to see <laughs> the room very clear with the, the four women talking to her. Yeah, it's great. Um, it was just so staged and, and, and ridiculous. But anyways, uh, Shanae now has ammunition. She, the girls are beating are ganging up on her and they're conspiring against her. So she now has ammunition yep. um, before their date now. They go to uh, Reliant Stadium, I want to say, wherever the Texans play. Yes. Um, and, you know, we just referred to whenever I see, you know, semi-famous people on the show, I always think of how many people passed up. Like, I don't know many Texans. You know, I work in sports yeah. and I don't know no, many Texans. No, these are practice squad guys. Obviously, these- they weren't getting Deshaun Watson, obvious reasons. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, the uh, – the, uh, I think that was their first pitch that they were gonna uh, they were gonna have Texans give massages yeah. at Reliant Stadium, and when they went to Deshaun Watson, he he passed on that. Was, was but, Matt Schaub was apparently unavailable? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, Andre Johnson, and right. uh, so they they literally have two guys that I've never heard of, and. It's it's my job on a daily basis to kind of be aware of well, these of are taxi squad guys. These complete, these are yeah, just just no special names. teamers. Yeah. So you think about who what who on the current team passed on this, but probably um, there there aren't many notables anyways. But anyways, they have two Texans come out. Um, of course, they have to have the cast members say their names because yep. no one knows who the hell they are. No one and does. And then um, and then a really bad idea having uh, women play football um not that women can't play football and not that there aren't two or three women in the in this group that are great athletes it's so dumb it's just really you you can't expect um people that just haven't played the sport before to put on pads and actually tackle each other and hannah storm is there keeping it tight hannah storm (laughs) is there and her and jesse palmer are doing play by play and they're really having a go with these chicks. They're like, Oh, I don't, that's not an interception. I don't know why they're cheering. Like they don't know the rules. It's, it's borderline dangerous 
and that's criminal that they're out there playing. Yes. That's what I'm getting at. Yes. Football just isn't a sport that you just wing no, it. Right? No. And there were obvious women that have never, never touched a football. Yes. Um, and, you know, they have they did these drills beforehand and then they they played a game. There's this one. What's her face? Who is an actual Olympian? Like she was a U.S. Olympian. Uh, her name is what's her face? Uh, uh, Mar- Marlena. Marlena. OK. Former Olympian. I don't know. Okay. It doesn't say what sport, what, uh, what event per se. But right. anyways, um, she's an Olympian. Right. Oh, track and field. OK. Oh. So she actually uh, is, is a great athlete. You could tell she sticks out. Scores a couple of touchdowns, yeah. makes a couple of tackles. You know, she breaks one loose at one point. Like I was watching on fast forward as always, because yeah. I just can't deal with these group dates are so dumb. And she gets, she gets free. She gets through the uh, secondary <laughs> and no one was catching her. No one had an angle. Yeah. She took it to the house. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but the, but they were tackling each other, jumping on fumbles. Yep. Um, the editor obviously doesn't know football either because somehow they had it was a it was a blue team and a purple team. Somehow they had the the blue team turning the ball over on like four straight possessions. Right, like they just kept showing them turn the ball and, over. Yeah, when did the purple team get the ball? Hap- yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they well, would maybe they the were ball. maybe they were playing college overtime. Just go at it from the twenty. <laughs> right, right. Uh, now. One of the people that's uh, that's getting under Shanae's skin and is the new rival um, is the is is the person that's already in the friend zone in the house. And I'm trying to look look for her name exactly. She's it's the one that's kind of Asian looking. No disrespect. Um, she's pretty. No, no, she's a black girl, and I she's can't black, but she looks like she might also be Asian. No, is it Sierra? Sierra. Okay, so Sierra is the new rival of uh, of Shanae. Now, Sierra has already been the person that told – I think she told uh, Clayton what was up with what's-her-face, Cassidy or whatever. So she's already in the friend zone. So the only reason she's basically there is because she's been giving information to Clayton. Um, but she's going to take it upon herself to just out-and-out tackle uh, Shanae. Like, yeah, even no, when the ball crazy. isn't even around, she's just going to tackle her. So uh, this is what they're coached up to do, by the way, that's, this is, you know, this is why they do this because they want them beefing. And I'm saying, just take them to a winery, let them get tossed on Chardonnay and they're going to talk shit to each other. You don't need to put them in these weird scenarios. It's like he played football. So they really have to do a football activity. Like that, that's the thing about last season, too, with Michelle. It's like, I think they played basketball at least twice, if not three times. A bunch of basketball. And, they, you know, we skipped over it, but they tailgate before, oh, before they meet the guys. They tailgate before the game. And um, Clayton's like, being here means a lot to me because I, you know, I played football. Being at stadiums? It's being not, at tailgates? Not a, yeah, there's not a game going on. You're just at a building. Yeah. In fact, as a player, you didn't tailgate. So no, you, you wouldn't it's know what your first it's ever like. tailgate. Yes. Yeah. Um, so um, anyways, what's her face? Shanae gets tackled a couple of times and her team loses. So her and her team, as always, right. The winning team gets to go yeah. onto the cocktail party. Except sometimes they also let the losing team go. You never know because there's well, no rules. They say there's rules and then there's no rules, but yes, this, in this case, that is how it worked out. But but that something did happen on this date that violated the rule as well. So of course, um, so you know Marlena and Sierra and a couple of the other ladies are are uh, talking shit and they're they're at the cocktail party and they're basically we got rid of that drama blah 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 and um, one of the things that Shanae was kind of worried about was not only is she sent home but she knows that these ladies that that did win are just going to talk shit about her to Clayton. Yeah. So, and they did Sierra and everyone just kind of wind up and said, Shanae is no good. I want for you. I need credit right here. Cause I, I, I made a note when the game ended and I'm, I'm going to read it verbatim word for word. Shanae on the losing team. Definitely going to crash the cocktail party. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, they set us up with her eavesdropping little scene. Exactly. You know, she's got ammunition. 
Cause it's all, everything gets crashed. You go, you get to go to their hotel room. Now you get to go, you could just show up anywhere you want in the, in the modern bachelor. Um, I will say this, uh, our version of the season that they're really not playing up that much. It's really weird. Cause I remember when Colton and a couple of these other virgins, that oh, was that like was the deal. main narrative of the entire season. Yeah. But Teddy, Teddy's kind of the uh, stealth virgin. And she sits down with him. I think she got like the first impression rose or something. She got something early, but hasn't really been on the scene the last couple episodes. I, I made a note because they're, she's pretty smart. She's got long legs. She throws those legs over his lap oh, and yeah. so he can inspect her uh, turf injuries, her turf <laughs> rug, rug rash. Yeah. And I made, a, I made another note. Literally never seen her before. <laughs> I'm like, who is well, this person? Well, so she's the virgin. Now- I did find this exchange funny because she's like, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not really, I, I kind of need some reassurance. I'm not really feeling it. You know, um, I, I, it just feels like I'm here. And the, the only thing I'm trying to do is trying to gain your love. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She said that she said right. that out loud. And, yeah. and, and of course your first uh, reaction is that's, that's what the show is. Yes, yeah. 30 women trying to gain the love of, of the contestant. And then, so she says that, but, but almost like in a very millennial Gen Z way, like it's all about me. Like yeah. I, I shouldn't ha- have to be gaining your love, you know? And, and, and this and basically he said like the most simple of words and everything was put away at that point. He's yeah. like, you know what? I know what it's like. I understand what you're saying. I just want you to be you. Exactly. Yes. And then they start right. making out and then they start making out. And she's actually says, um, he told me everything I needed to know right yeah, there. No, I, 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 think, I, yeah, we're I, I actually wrote down the quote, Jason, cause it was so nonsensical. He said, what makes you, you is nobody else brings that to the table. <laughs> what? <laughs> You I mean, that's, that a, <laughs> yeah, that's what makes everyone, everyone. Every human being yes. is unique in their own way. Yes. But somehow saying that, what sold her? She's like, that's all I needed to hear. It means he knows nothing about her. He goes, what he should be like, what makes you, you is your, is your passion for reptiles or, you know, anything like anything he knows about or your love for your, uh, your love for your family or any of that. But he's like, what makes you, you, and uh, you. I thought that was very funny. So, um, and uh, Clayton also does this thing that's an it's like an old standby for these bachelor subjects. Like when they when they either say something and they're very awkward about it or they're not confident in it, they just go right to the making out. Like whatever I yeah. just said, yep. this is this kiss is going to take care of just about everything, and it worked. Um, so, anyways, they go back at the house, and Shanae is uh, is getting ready to crash and she does one of my favorite things um they have her saying um i'm back to the the camera which is of course you know my favorite thing in in pop culture classic line what does it come from yeah no that's the thing it it doesn't come from anything i'm back it's not there's a there's a couple movie references but there's it, they don't say that, right. but it's become a thing in pop culture. And I don't think that, especially someone her age, I don't think she understands that, that, that what the reference is. She just knows that it's yes. a thing. But also um, neither do you and I. Right, right. Okay, good um, point. Yeah. So she walks in um, and I thought Clayton was going to be like, oh, good. The, the woman that all these ladies have been talking shit about, I could just send her home because she's here. It's convenient. She just walked in, crashed my party, uh, broke the rules, and I could just send her home. And at first, he did take that tone with her. Like, she walks in and interrupts him with one of the other ladies, and the other lady walks out, and Clayton's like, weren't you on the losing team? Yeah. And Shanae's like, yeah, but I need to talk to you and all this stuff. I thought Clayton may have put his foot down. So then they go back to the couch and all the ladies are like, oh, my God, you'll never believe this. Shanae, he, she's, she arrived and, and they're, they're basically saying, oh, good. That means that they, he could talk to her and send her home. Well, Shanae pulls a Jedi mind trick on the guy. Like 
Clayton's like, yeah, I've been hearing all this stuff about you. I'm glad you're here. Uh, we could talk it over. And she, she totally pulls this maneuver. She's like, um, yeah, I understand that they feel this way. I woke up from a nap today and yeah. such and such and such and such yeah. were saying we need to get rid of her and yeah. we need to tell Clayton bad things about her. We need to make up things like yes. she totally had that thing ready to go and he fell for it. Yep. So much so that uh, he's lifting her up on this little bar area and they're just making out, oh, just my, going at unbelievable. it. Just it's she's I mean, we're being tricked as an audience, right? Because this is obviously Shanae is not going to win the bachelor. Right. I right. think everyone can agree on that, but she is going to, she's going to linger for a couple more episodes until finally we get to know some other people because Jason, we we were talking about this earlier, the winning team in this football game I didn't know who any of them were except except for the square job chick that's constantly complaining about how she hasn't gotten enough time and she's not going to get any time. I'm like, oh, I know who that is because she's always doing that. They always cut to her going, we're not going to get any time. She, I know. So they had to, they had to bring someone into the second half of this episode just so we w- could recognize somebody besides Clayton. And you're referring to Lindsay. Uh, and Lindsay. she's actually from Texas. She's in, she's from Houston, right. uh, industrial sales rep. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's what she does. She, her role on this season so far is I don't get enough time. Yeah. Um, so that's how it kind of ends. Like, um, we didn't even get to the third date of this thing. So they're just going to kind of, uh, stagger it. But, um, before, before the, the episode ends, Shanae is empowered by this makeout session on the bar. Yeah. She walks out to where the ladies are and they were all like, this chick's going home. And she's like, I'm here to stay MFers. And she takes this trophy that they won. It was on the table (laughs) and throws it into the bushes. Um, Actually says in the interview portion, um, it's the Shanae show, not the bachelor. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, it's a little, it's too much. Way too much. Obviously. Because like you're, you're, you're overdoing it at that point. They tried this a couple seasons ago with, it was on Matt's season. Yeah, what, the, what's that drunk the ass queen, yeah, yeah, the princess yeah, the or something. Queen Victoria. She, yeah, Queen Victoria. Everybody hated her guts. and right. But it was like so <laughs> contrived and uninteresting right. and immediately played out. It's just, you got to do something to involve more of these girls earlier because they run into this problem where you only know the person that's had a beef with the villain. And as he slowly gets rid of those people, you're, you run out of characters on the show. They're, they're not fleshing out with storylines for the other people. We know who Rachel is now because she had a one-on-one and I did, I did check this and I, but I didn't know before. On the one-on-one with the pilot, Rachel, he, he like inexplicably asks her what her last name is. And I'm like, I've never heard any, why are you doing that? Like one, you probably have already heard it Two, You don't care. But I was thinking she probably got so many Instagram followers from that episode, she was probably beyond stoked that he wanted to know her last name. And I looked her up. She has like 36,000 followers, but I'm wondering <laughs> how many she had the, you know, the night before that episode aired. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So All I don't right. know where, I don't know where they're going with this because one, they never have, there's no more, um, rose ceremonies the rose ceremonies happen like in the middle of episodes now there's no when he cancels the cocktail party that happens more often than there actually being a cocktail party now yes you know it's like there's not nothing there's no structure anymore um and by the way i think when when we pick up next uh next episode serene is the uh, the one on one? She's from Oklahoma City Elementary School teacher, twenty six, probably mm-hmm. more like thirty three. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah early thirties. But uh, but one thing did happen that was very interesting. So you know how they say you know next on the Bachelor, but then they say 
And this season on The Bachelor, right? Right. Yeah, they do it's like su- surprising. They give this away this early, and, that, and I always question these tactics. That yeah. probably means they're trying to pull the rug from under. Our- they're they're pretty so, good at these edits because you're like, oh, yeah. this person stays around, or Correct. this I don't I didn't see so and so. Yeah. So they uh, they have him though. There's it's hard to like misdirect this one. He said he said. Um, I just want to let you know that I've I've fallen in love with both of you, and as you know, we've both we we've we've been intimate. I've been intimate with both of you. He actually Whoa. says that out loud. Wow! Yeah, that's pretty big. It is. Yeah, that's intimate. pretty big. Yeah. Does he? So, uh, are they both there together? Or no? He's telling one. About you know his I, relations I with the other. It. Maybe yeah. he is telling one and then yeah. telling the other that yeah. I was intimate with both yeah. you guys, yeah. and then get the reaction. But uh, no, it's a uh, that that'll be a new one. That totally admit that as as you know, we've had sex. So, uh, so what do you guys think about that? You know, so interesting, fascinating. Uh, okay, let's catch up on that. All right, brother. When we catch up on that for Jason Stewart, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle. Courtesy of lifestyle.com. We will see you next time. We falling in love. We chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We starting in LA and then we travel the world. We toasting champagne. We got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. Bachelor lifestyle, we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle, lifestyle. It's the bachelor lifestyle, we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle, we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle, we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle, lifestyle. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.